Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers, with a severe case of bronchitis, by the way, so pardon my voice today. And, of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Robin French. Welcome. Hi, Dr. Flowers. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, thank you. I'm excited about today's podcast. Finally, we get to talk about something that connects us all, music, philanthropy, and helping those in need during difficult times. <clears throat> yeah, and something of course, special to my heart is this group right here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, of course, we're going to talk, discuss the benefits of music on our mental health. Yep. So we have an incredible guest joining us today, Debbie Carroll. She's been honored in Nashville as one of the most influential women in music, which is amazing. Mm. She's the vice president. Tell me if I get this right. She's the vice president of health (laughs) and human services for the Recording Academy and Music Cares, Debbie Carroll. And she's a licensed clinical social worker. That was perfect. I'm actually not not with the Recording Academy. We're separate entities. Yes. you got the title correct. There so. you go. Perfect. All right. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Debbie? I would love, <clears throat> I've, of course, peripherally been uh, involved in Music Cares through the treatment side of it and, and knowing a lot of you guys, both in California, New York, you in Nashville. Uh, I love Music Cares and what you guys do. And, and I want the audience to know whatever you're willing to tell us about Music Cares. So, why don't you give us all a little synopsis of Music Cares? Okay, perfect. Um, easy topic. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to say thank you to you um, and all of the generous support that you provided our clients um, through the years and Music Cares through thank the years. You. That we we really couldn't do what we do without the support and generosity of people such as yourself. So, thank you mm-hmm. so you much bet. for that. Thanks. Really, from the bottom of our hearts. Um, but Music Cares. We are a safety net for the music industry, and we provide a variety of health and wellness services um, to music people in times of need. Our main goal is to keep the music industry healthy and well so they can continue to do what they do best, which is providing and creating music that the rest of us know and love. Um, And so we've been in operation since 1989, and since that time, using the pandemic as an example, um, but this year in particular, we've, we've obviously been very busy. Yeah. Um, mm. We will end this fiscal year, which is the end of July, distributing over $27 million to over 36,000 music people in need. Wow. And to put that in perspective over that, uh, and we launched our, our COVID relief efforts um, in March of 2020, but in a typical year, our last landmark year, and we've, we've scaled and, and grown every year since I've been with the organization. Um, but we served 8,600 clients with about 6.5, 6.3 to 6.5 million. Wow. So it's over 300% plus 
volume than what we typically do. Um, and of course, we we did so with the the support of the music industry and so many organizations and entities that, that could see that the music community was suffering and yeah. really in dire need and supported us profoundly in a way that we could, could help others. We, we announced our effort with $2 million, a million dollars from the Recording Academy and a million dollars from Music Hears, which is significant. Um, yeah, we knew we could probably be criticized somewhat that you know, $2 million, what's that going to do? And as I continue to tell our powers that be that um, $2 million helps 2,000 people. And Absolutely. that's the end of the game. We've done our part <coughs> we possibly do to help support people. So, um, but we began vetting 500 applications per day. It was really, we were drinking from a fire hydrant. Um, I, I remember so well, uh, you know, uh, I'll use Shireen as an example over in, in Los Angeles. I remember one day we had a conversation and it was just normal conversation like we're having right now. And then I think I didn't hear from her for a month and I'm like, are you okay? She's like, no, I'm not okay. I'm going through, you wouldn't believe what we're going through. And mm -hmm. oh my God. And y'all's lives just in March of 2020, along with the rest of the country, but in particular because of the importance of what you do, was just flipped upside down. What was that like for you? You know, I am, um, I'm a glass half full type of person. Yeah. So, and also if there's a challenge in front of me, I will do whatever it can. Maybe behind the, behind the scenes, it gets a little messy, but outwardly it, it looks like everything's buttoned up. Sure. And we had responded to um, Hurricane Katrina in uh -huh. 05. Again, that was a long time ago, but yet we built quickly built an infrastructure to help support that need. Uh -huh. But at the end of the day, through our Katrina efforts, which lasted a year, or more, um, I think we, we assisted, I don't know, five or 6,000 individuals. And so yeah. it wasn't a, a you know, nationwide pandemic or a worldwide pandemic. It was very centralized to one location. So when we began t discussing this and, and doing something and responding to the need, I said, well, we've got this. We'll make sure that, you know, we, we can certainly mm -hmm. build a stronger foundation to support this. Yet we didn't, I didn't have a clue. Um, really what that that volume would look like and yeah. so there was a lot of stops and starts and and but yet we got the job done and yes. that you know, I'm incredibly proud of the fact that we were able to do that um yeah. again with some some messiness behind the scenes you um in all honesty but uh, you know who isn't who wouldn't expect that but we did you know we were able to get yeah. support to people quickly absolutely you know i think a a, a misconception that I hear all the time out in the in my field, which is substance use and mental health, right? Is that Music Cares helps musicians. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more than that. It is so much deeper. And so I'm always educating people about it. But, but you said music industry. Expand on that a little bit. Who does Music Cares support? We, our mission is to support as many people as we possibly can within our mission. So yeah. we provide funding for bus drivers, lighting tech guys, yeah. crew, merchandise managers, merchandise support, um, songwriters, musicians, really the scale of, of what we define as music industries. If somebody's been working in the industry for at least five years in some capacity, 
and or have six commercially released recordings or, or videos. And mm -hmm. those can be back of the bus, you know, independently sure. um, recorded. But for the pandemic, we also realized that, that the roadies, the crew guys, were most vulnerable because mm -hmm. all of the live events were shutting down. So we reduced that eligibility to three years with um, also the caveat <laughs> that individuals with a year or more experience were encouraged to apply. So we wanted to, again, help as many people yeah. as we possibly could. Um, and we have the ability, which is one of the things that I, one of the many things that I think is so lovely about music here is but that even if somebody doesn't exactly meet that eligibility, but there's a need, particularly if it's related to a medical situation or an addiction issue, and, and we can, we have the ability to provide compassionate grants. Sure. So it may be that they're not quite there or it's an extenuating circumstance or, or how they define music industry is not right, not completely within the realm of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, because we want to be charitable. We want to help people when, they, when they're in need. Yeah. And I was telling Robin, you a little bit earlier, we were talking about what Music Cares is. I was mm -hmm. giving you mm -hmm. kind of my little spiel about Music Cares. And it's more than just uh, substance use and mental health. It's dental. It's whatever I care, right? Whatever that health care need is. Right. Whatever, whatever I like to say, life pothole that, that an individual may hit, um, we, we help bridge that gap over that, that experience. So it could yep. be lost or stolen instruments um, to natural disasters, to addiction and mental health mm -hmm. um, support, which that's obviously um, of utmost importance to us right now because there's a certainly a, a higher propensity for those type of struggles at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but general financial needs too. So if somebody could, um, for example, be working in their yard and fall off a ladder and break their leg and they're not no longer or were not able to tour prior to the pandemic, we can help them with living expenses while they recover or yep. medical expenses. Yep. Um, dental needs and medical expenses medical costs too are, are a big part of what we do yeah um so any and we do so with confidentiality um that's very important to us because we realize that when somebody is struggling oh, yeah. reaching out can be so difficult in Absolutely. general and so we want to be able to to let people know and assure them that when they call us we will keep that private um and that it's between us so therefore mm -hmm. they can can reach out to us with confidence and know that, that we'll keep that private. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to talking about substance abuse and then going back to March of 2020, I remember in March being here in Houston, um, it, it hadn't hit like it had in New York or Los Angeles. And in my little brain, it's like, okay, hopefully this is gonna be like, mm -hmm. is this as bad as we think it is? And then a friend of yours and a friend of mine died of COVID and that's Neil Lasher. Oh. That just gave me chills when you yeah. said his name. Yeah, um, me too. Yes. What a and loss that, that was, huh? Tremendous loss. I mean, Neil had been a supporter of ours for decades and yeah. was one of the first people backstage at <laughs> our safe harbor rooms, which are clean and sober rooms at major music award shows and festivals. And without Neil there, it really wasn't a safe harbor room. Because right. He was, he was the face behind that. And his beautiful partner, <clears throat> Jill, um, and seeing his face, seeing and knowing Neil, Neil, Neil dedicated his life to helping people with addiction issues. And um, I had just seen him at the during the Grammys. Yeah. And then I had heard he was sick, and he passed away so quickly. And he was 
you know, unfortunately, one of many people that I know by name who lost their lives due to COVID, but that, you're right, that certainly hit home that how profoundly um, serious this was, because I was a little bit like you. We were stuck in Colorado. Yeah. We were stuck in Colorado. We were in Colorado. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> then my husband said, do we need to come back? And I said, well, you know, worst case scenario, we drive if mm -hmm. the flights are shut down. But then the whole world just stopped yeah. so abruptly. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Neil being at the, the you seeing him at the Grammys, I didn't get to go to the Grammys last year, uh, or yeah, last year, but I remember watching it from home, and this is how significant he is, is I don't remember who was performing on the circle, but he was standing next to them in the audience. Do you remember that? And yes. I was like, there's it Neil Asher. It, it was. was. I think it was Lady Gaga, and that performance was so amazing. And then there was Neil. And there was Neil right there. And Aww. everybody was texting, and it was so funny. But yeah, what a what a loss, um, Robin. No, I just love yeah. to hear some more stories because you know everyone loves <laughs> stories. Like, what are some of your favorite stories? You've been doing this a long time. Uh, favorite stories, gosh. Um, you know, the stories around Music Cares. Music Cares is is such a beautiful organization. And I'll say one of the things that attracted me to Music Cares on the front end was just this notion of an entity that takes care of its own yeah. and mm -hmm. and particularly a group of people that are so incredibly giving and loving and um, and supportive of one another that that also shows in in spades through the support that we received through the pandemic yet you know, music people are just lovely yeah. um, many lovely people out there but but I you know, realized very quickly what a, a unique group of individuals they were. Um, and when it, when I was first hired by Music Cares, I was not really seriously interested in the position. I had young twins at home and didn't want to work full time, wasn't sure I wanted to work for a charity, and I certainly didn't want to travel. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so I, you know, little did I know that I would land a dream job. Um, yeah. That you know, I say I won the life lottery when I was able to work for Music Years. I, I will always say that because yeah. it, again, it's um, it's an organization with with a mission. And, and in terms of, I'm not answering your question, but in terms of stories, I'm trying to think of um, you know the stories that that hit home the most. And this is maybe won't be as profound to to your listeners, but they're the everyday stories of the you and I's of the world who have an issue or have a struggle and they call you, you know, a year down the road or they call you several months down the road and say, oh my gosh, you know, what you did for me was life-changing. You, mm -hmm. you saved my life, Yeah. which I wish we could take credit for that. Um, we don't, I often say that is very kind and we didn't save your life. You saved your life, but we were, we were the catalyst to help get you to the support that you needed. And mm. you all do that work every day as well. And some of the, I mean, I'm thinking of one individual in particular that we recently worked with together who couldn't be more lovely. Mm -hmm. oh. And yeah. the trauma and, and challenges that, that this person has faced and to see the joy and the, the light and um, just yeah. all that he has today. Those are the those are the stories that are so amazing. Um, they are. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And those are also the stories that remind me why I do what I do every day. Yeah, it is is because of people like him. And what an honor 
to work with him. Oh, and gosh, he has so much joy. <clears throat> I mean, yes. just pure joy in life. Yeah. You know, Beautiful human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope it's okay if I talk about this for a second, but the, the way in which providers work with Music Cares, right, mm-hmm. is they will call, whether it's a dentist or me or whomever, and say, we have a particular client that needs your skill set, and mm-hmm. would you do this? And, uh, and it, it's basically a scholarship fee, mm-hmm. and which is, you know, yes or no, can you do this? And we think you're the person that would be able to help this person. And it's part of us giving back. Mm-hmm. But for all the providers out there listening that are amazing providers in this industry is that, you know, working with these people is such an amazing, whether, again, it's a janitor or a mm-hmm. bus driver or whomever it is in the music industry. They're artists by nature, no matter mm-hmm. what they do in the music industry, right, because right. They, it's their passion. Craft. And it just gives me this peace going, I love working with this industry, right? Aww. Because they're such amazing artists and such amazing, again, no matter what they do within the industry, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Yeah, so, and so grateful, too. Yeah. There's nothing like being with someone who's so grateful. He was baking for us, remember? He baked. Oh, he brought chocolate chip cookies. He baked homemade things for us. I mean, it was lovely. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. You know, how did, tell us how, uh, uh, what was the impetus for Music Cares and, and, and what group of people, if there was a group of people, how, how did Music Cares come about? There was a group of people. It, um, the story is that after Woody Herman, who, who was a legendary jazz artist, oh yeah, died virtually homeless and alone, a group of music mm. executives and um, artists got together and said, this is a tragedy. We cannot yeah. allow people who have given so much to the world through their craft to die destitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of... Uh, I hear this often, but that people have this perception that musicians are all wealthy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. or if you're a guitar player for a well-known musician, you've got to be making you know, a, a right. really significant income. And the, the reality behind that is that's not the case. Yeah. And that um, music people don't have those, those safety net benefits that most other professions have. They don't have a 401k account. Right. They, they don't have, um, insurance coverage they're independent contractors and if anything happens you know where they lose their job they lose all of their livelihood um so they're they're a very vulnerable population Mm -hmm. and um the average musician makes between 25 and 35 thousand dollars a year wow when you think about all the people that perform for in restaurants you know and some people perform for a beer and a burger right which is you know horrible right um form of livelihood as well but yet mm-hmm. that craft within in music people it's an innate born you know something that they cannot not do right. um they don't work in music um that's something that it's unfathomable for them yeah. so um so hence that's what we do and the hence why music here was was started in the first place i mean i said to somebody recently um or I've said this before in the past, say, so, you know, what would be deemed a success for music cares? And I said, success for music cares would be when we are no longer needed Mm -hmm. as a foundation. Right. That the the support for people is there and they have what they need to to live um, a life through this craft and through this this industry. So 
it would be a lovely day when music here is no longer needed. It will, it will mm. indeed, exactly. Yeah, thank you for telling that story. I knew there was a story to the beginning of Music Cares, and obviously, comes out of a out of a need. You guys are also answering, really, the call around the world for diversification, right? Tell yeah. us about your new president. Oh yeah, Harvey Basin Jr., who is amazing. Yeah, he, um, has been at the helm for gosh, many many months, and um, had. Publicly let everyone know that he really wasn't interested in the job, and and so it was a surprise to, to all of us yeah. when he agreed. And he is a lovely man yeah. and an amazing leader. And so I think it's a very bright moment for Music Cares. Um, in addition, we now have a new leader with Music Cares, who is um, Laura Segura, who was with the Recording Academy prior um, in member services, and she's a very talented, very. Um, tenacious, smart, strong female, and we're, we're thrilled to have her as well. So, so cool. we've got some lovely new leadership within the academy. That's and great. Yep. Headed in the right direction, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. So there's a new huge focus on um, the LGBTQ community and the black community, and so changes in the air, huh? Changes is in the air. And I will say this, um, that we have always based our foundation on we are we are there for everyone mm -hmm. we're we're there to support everyone and i kept saying well we do support everyone mm -hmm. yet i also realized we've realized through the past several months that we haven't been as purposeful and intentional about or strategic about how we reach underserved populations mm -hmm. and so we can say we're inclusive of all but if some folks are not or, or different populations are not feeling that we're, we're doing that or not feeling like that we're approachable or we're trustworthy, then we're not doing our job um, yeah. as a foundation. And so we've, we've really, Laura's really helped kind of emphasize that fact. And so it was, it's been eye-opening for me, quite honestly, that um, knowing, feeling as inclusive as, as I feel like I am, but yet, I've learned a lot over the past several months. We've we've hired some consultants internally to take a look at our policies and how we approach our work and are we are we being inclusive um, mm -hmm. in our messaging? Also, how are we approaching clients? Um, and we've we're now again much more strategic about the offerings that we have for underserved populations. And yeah. it's been really fun to. Um, see that for us to be moving the needle in that regard, we made a promise to the black music community that we would double our activations within this year from what we did <coughs> in previous year. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud to say I'm running some some stats for a board meeting, but they, we've well exceeded that. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, which is great. And hearing from, from communities that typically maybe don't have as much of a voice is also lovely. Um, yeah. We've added three new groups for women, um, the black music community and also um, the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. as well. So that are, again, just their different needs and different different issues <coughs> different communities me. have to face. And we want to make sure that we address all of those. So, Absolutely. That's so amazing. Congrats on that. Thank you. A couple more quick questions before we run, we run out of time. One big question that I have, because, again, I'm learning as we go along mm -hmm. here, being you know fairly yeah. new to... Dave Flowers, um, how did the underserved find you? 
How does that oh, work? Have they in the past? How did they find you, Music or really Cares? really anyone. Anyone, yeah. really. Anyone in need of help in the industry. Yeah, how did they find you? You know, for the most part, prior to this past year, we've had a lot of our, our scale and growth has been word of mouth, mm -hmm. um, okay. which is not necessarily the, the, the smartest marketing tool. Um, but yet we've also, we have a, a new marketing team on board, which is helping us in that regard. We're hiring a firm to help us with marketing. We have a new PR firm as well. So we're certainly amping up um, our messaging so people know that we're there if they need us. Right. We also realized several years ago when we were mainly responding to disasters and, and challenges that people were having, we weren't doing much in the prevention world. So. Yeah. We then began interfacing again backstage at festivals or events or freestanding events um, with our community. <coughs> we got out from behind our desks and um, began offering hearing protection or yep. safe harbor rooms, which are clean and sober rooms, um, or you know various different dental clinics. We've had dental clinics in union spaces, yeah. which is uh -huh. unique. But yeah. yet, there's a huge need for that. We found that. Um, that our, our preventative services are utilized so quickly that we'll offer a dental clinic, for example, and within a matter of minutes, it's full. Wow. So wow. there's a supply and demand issue. So we're constantly looking for new providers who are willing to work with us and um, help us get the care that our folks are needing. You bet, yeah. absolutely. So is person of the year gonna happen uh, this year? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Good. Yeah. yes. Um, Music on a Mission was wonderfully successful. We raised over two million dollars with that Amazing. first season. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, but yet, there's a lot of energy around Person of the Year. I know there are going to be some changes, but yet, I think the the general and overall flair of that event will be there. Um, Good. Such a. I'm a little biased, but I think it's one of the <laughs> best events during Grammy Week. It's one um, of the funnest for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Good. I'm so glad that that's coming back in some, some capacity anyway. Yeah. It is. It will be back. Good. Um, we're excited about that as well. What advice would you guys give to someone who's on the road, um, who's trying to maintain their sobriety? You know, thankfully, there are a lot of, and Dr. Flowers, I'm sure you can address this as well, but there, there are online platforms of support. We can connect people with therapists. We've also been known to bring meetings to folks if, they're, if their profile is such that they can't really leave a, a venue to go sure. take in a meeting. Um, there's sober coaches, there's, there, we can connect people. If they let us know their tour schedule, we can connect them with sober people in the different tour stops that can either just mm -hmm. you know, take them to a meeting or just provide support. Nice. So, and I know many, many artists now, thankfully, are very focused on supporting people on in their crew that are are sober um there's some tours that are completely sober yeah. Just love wow. uh, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah no i would i would uh, nothing really to add to that i think that they do an amazing job supporting recovery within the venues outside of the venues and connecting That's awesome. uh, people in recovery with other people in recovery to support them along their tour that's yeah. great that they have that yeah absolutely well we're we have to wrap this up because yeah. we've got our two-minute warning here. But um, what are your thoughts on understanding the human condition? What does that mean to you? Oh, goodness. Um, there's, the human condition is so varied and beautifully unique. Yeah. And 
that, you know, understand that people intrigue me. I think that was another reason why I got into this field and people's stories intrigue me, but people don't have to be defined by their stories. Um, yeah. And understanding the human condition, gosh, I should have thought about this before this. this no, that talk, is all right. Uh, is really going deep and understanding and, and getting to know people on a, on a deep level versus the surface of, of what is, is perceived. For sure. Um, that we all have struggles, we all have um, mental health challenges, they're, mm -hmm. they're life traumas that happen to all of us and being willing to, to, to again lean in to getting to know people and providing support and being curious to, to find out what their stories are to just help help one another along the way. I think yeah. that's something we all do that a little bit better, that the human condition would certainly be a little healthier. I would yeah. hope so. Well, I would say that's a home run on the way you describe what yeah, the human right? condition is. So you think <laughs> quick on your any... feet as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It's like, oh, home run. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Debbie, thank, well. yeah. Debbie, thank you so much for taking time. I know how busy you are, especially right now with the world going on as it is. And we love supporting you guys. And thank you for the support you give to so many people around the world. Thank you. Well, and thank you for the work that you do, you two do. And it's, this has been a pleasure. Yeah. This 30 minutes went by very quickly. It did, didn't it? I always it? tell people it just yeah. passes so fast. Yeah. And what's the best way for our audience to reach Music Cares? Um, the best way is through our website, which is musiccares.org. We have a variety of different um, avenues to reach us on that website. But please, um, we're, I'll quickly also say that we have just announced our final phase of COVID relief. Mm -hmm. So if there's a music person who's tuning in, who could utilize some support. The, there's an online application for that. It's a very simple process. And then we're issuing checks directly to clients, which is a little bit different than what we're doing. So oh, wow. that I only encourage people who need us yeah. to reach out in that, in that way. So musiccares.org. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Okay. We'll send people there too. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And Dr. Flowers, if they're trying to reach Jay Flowers, how do they reach you? Same thing, jflowershealth.com, I think is the easiest way to reach us. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Very Thank much. You so, much. so good we to see you. We know how busy you are. Hope we to really see you soon. Thank you. Great to see you right. both. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. And I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it would help. Thank you. And... We want to remind you that a clear diagnosis is the key to the most effective treatment possible. See you next week, everybody. See you later. Yep. Bye. Bye, -bye. Thank Sorry you. Sorry about my bronchitis. <laughs> no, you're not terrific. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, right. guys. Bye, guys. Thank Bye -bye. you.